and welcome to this edition of the Advocacy Associates podcast. My name is Stephanie Vance, and I am the Advocacy Guru at Advocacy Associates. You can find us on the web at www.advocacyassociates.com. And if you're wondering what we do, well, we work with businesses and associations that want to influence public policy using effective advocacy techniques. Our main areas of business are speaking and training, lobby days, and grassroots campaign consulting. So again, check us out on the web at www.advocacyassociates.com. Or you can learn more about me specifically, the Advocacy Guru, at www.advocacyguru.com. Now let's get to our podcast. Today's podcast is entitled The Advocacy Olympics, or How to Meddle in the Great American Sport of Democracy. Why did I pick this topic? Well, I have Olympic fever. Okay, maybe it's not quite a fever. It's more like a mild agitation. Nevertheless, I have stayed awake way past my bedtime for several nights in a row watching the athletes swimming, flipping, spinning, lifting, shooting, and smacking, as in volleyball, their way to greatness. Naturally, all this has got me to thinking about what the events at an Advocacy Olympics might involve. I will admit that some of the late nights involved a glass of wine or two. What amazing feats do advocates and their coaches need to undertake to be gold medal winners in the process of advocacy? What kinds of events do they need to endure? Well, here's what I think. One of the events would be the end of session dash. Get ready, get set, go. Upon its return in September, Congress will have less than four weeks to finalize all 13 appropriations bills. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this is not going to happen. Be emotionally prepared for government by continuing resolution for the foreseeable future. You heard it here first. Nevertheless, there will be a flurry of activity as elected officials return from meeting with what will likely be some pretty cranky constituents during August. How does the effective advocate prepare for this event? By building positive relationships throughout the year so that when the policy ideas are flying fast and furious, your relevant legislators know to contact you with any questions. Medalists in the end of session dash will have conducted many workouts throughout the year, including sending personalized email and written communications, building relationships with staff people and find out who they are by calling your legislator's office, conducting site visits, attending in-district town hall meetings, and other steps to make sure that your elected official knows that you exist. Don't be that sad person who came in fourth. Start thinking about developing these skills today. Another event would be the Get That Bill Passed Balance Beam. Was anyone else amazed at the performance of Sean Johnston of the women's Olympic team on the balance beam? While it seemed like everyone else wobbled and in a few cases fell off, she conducted her routine as if she were on solid ground. That's the essence of the Get That Bill Passed Balance Beam event as well. Anytime we undertake to change policy, whether it's to alter a law, increase funding levels for a favorite program, or revise the application of a regulation, a balance must be struck. Effective advocates will prepare for this event by figuring out what kinds of compromises might be acceptable in exchange for furthering their cause. In almost every situation, some level of give and take will be required. If you want to meddle in the Get This Bill Passed Balance Beam, you will accept that reality and continue to move forward as if on solid ground. A third event might be synchronized legislating. The U.S. government and nearly all 50 states, except you, Nebraska, have bicameral legislatures. 
This means that both houses, the House or Assembly and the Senate, have to pass the exact same versions of legislation before they can become law. That's why the skill of synchronized legislating is so essential to effective advocacy, particularly at the federal level, where legislation can merrily move along in both houses at the same time. To prepare for the synchronized legislating event, advocates should be working with both houses and both sides of the aisle early and often. Too often groups rely on one champion to get something done, only to find that they have no support in the other house. Successful advocates will take the depth and breadth approach by building deep and positive relationships with a range of policymakers from all walks of life. Next is team advocacy. Whether it's throwing a ball into a hoop, batting a ball out of the park, knocking a ball over a net, well, you get the point. Many successful Olympic athletes are part of a team. And come to think of it, even many of the so-called individual sports have their team elements, such as team gymnastics or swimming and running relays. Michael Phelps, for example, would not have earned his gazillions gold medal without the inspiring last leg of Jason Lezak in the men's 4 by 100 meter relay. What does this mean for advocates? Basically, you aren't going to get very far in the Advocacy Olympics without your team, so think carefully about how you can develop and nurture that support network. You might look to identify other team members through your association, in your community, or even online by forming groups on social networks, like sites like Facebook or MySpace. In fact, if you'd like more information on the new media approaches to team building, check out the following resources. You can get a free list of web tools simply by sending a blank email to webtools at advocacyguru.com. You can also get a free article on social networks and advocacy by sending a blank email to socknets at advocacyguru.com. And finally, there's the policy pentathlon. Ah, yes, this is one of my favorites. The modern pentathlon requires athletes to excel in five different sports, specifically fencing, shooting, swimming, horseshoe jumping, and cross-country running. As I understand it, the event is intended to replicate the activities a cavalry officer must excel at in order to survive a battle. These days, of course, in the advocacy arena, the modern pentathlon might include wiretapping, understanding an array of foreign languages, and building secure internet connections. But I digress. My point here is that to meddle in this event at the Advocacy Olympics, you'll need to excel at a range of different policy and advocacy approaches. At first, you may be developing a personalized email or letter. Then you might set up a visit, deliver testimony, or participate in a lobby day. Or you might get really crazy with an editorial board or a letter to the editor approach. The most successful advocates have laid the groundwork so that they can be prepared to switch approaches at a moment's notice. So be sure you have all the horses, swords, air pistols, and swimming gear you need to make it through all the battles of a legislative session. If you follow these techniques, you'll be standing on the winner's podium in no time, listening proudly to the effective advocacy anthem. What might that be? Well, I vote for you can't always get what you want from the Rolling Stones, but I'm open to suggestions. Well, thanks for joining us for this edition of the Advocacy Associates podcast. Again, my name is Stephanie Vance. I am the advocacy guru, and I hope to quote unquote see you online again. And thanks for listening.